welcome to the Staying Ages podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be chatting about how to maintain healthy teeth and gums from a holistic perspective. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to chat about some things lurking in your diet that may lead to unhealthier teeth and gums, and later we will chat with Nadine Artemis, an innovative aromacologist, author, speaker, and creator of Living Libations. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in Sweden, Australia, South Africa, Denmark, France, Mexico, Canada, and the USA. I appreciate you all. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and write a review. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Today on the show, I'm excited to chat about how to maintain healthy teeth and gums holistically. We've done a past episode on holistic dental care, but I had to revisit it because today's guest, Nadine Artemis, literally changed the entire way I approach dental care. So I am super excited to have her and to let you guys in on our conversation. I learned from reading her book so much information that I had to get rid of most of the things that I was using for my oral care routine. Are you still using regular toothpaste, for instance, Listerine or really harsh mouthwash? Are you still buying hard toothbrushes and brushing until the bristles turn up? Then this episode will definitely help you. First thing to consider when reimagining your dental care is what are the products or ingredients you should immediately stop using? For me, that meant ditching regular toothpaste, swapping out regular mouthwash for one made with essential oils, buying softer brushes, and flossing using some of my favorite essential oils. I'm sure that after you listen to our convo today, you'll figure out what has to go from your personal oral routine. I mentioned in the past that oral health and dentistry has been the major cause of the only health problems I've had. I had a bunch of mercury fillings as a teenager and in my early 20s started to experience chronic fatigue, strange food allergies, and more. After going from doctor to doctor and having folks tell me that my health woes were because I was vegan, I pieced together on my own that I was slowly being poisoned by mercury, which was damaging my microbiome and making it a great host for candida overgrowth, parasites, and more. Once I got the fillings out and I did a proper detox, poof, no more symptoms, no more fatigue, no more food allergies or random acne breakouts. I tell this story often because it's all too common and there are many of you, and there might be some of you listening right now who have silver fillings and haven't thought it was a big deal. If you have them, I want to tell you to commit to getting those out ASAP and make sure you go to a dentist that can do it safely and do a proper mercury detox afterwards with a holistic practitioner like myself who can help you do it safely. In our last episode on dental care, we talked a bit about the mouth microbiome. If you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend you go back all the way back to season one and listen to it. It plays a crucial role in maintaining oral homeostasis, protecting the oral cavity, and preventing disease development. Disruption of the oral microbiome leads to dysbiosis, which is a disruption in the normal health balance of the bacteria in the body in order to ensure that our teeth and gums are healthy. It's really important that the internal environment remains balanced. We can maintain a healthy mouth microbiome by ensuring our diet and the food and drinks that we actually consume support balance. We all hear about sugar causing harmful damage to the teeth, and our guests will debunk and elaborate on some of those myths, but acid can also play a significant role in dissolving a tooth's protective layers. 14% of school children ages 5 to nine years old have erosion in their permanent teeth and 43% of adolescents. So what's the ultimate culprit? Well, when you take a good look, it's things like soft drinks, sports drinks, energy drinks, fruit juice, and even wine, if ingested frequently enough, all can contribute to tooth erosion. Our serving size in America of flavored drinks has increased from seven ounces in the 50s to 12 ounces in the 60s to 20 ounces in the late 90s. So the quantity is greater, but that's not the 
real main problem. The two primary causes are the amount of acids in the drinks has actually increased as well, and the frequency of our consumption has also increased. So phosphoric and citric acid are added to most of the drinks that I mentioned. The drinks with the highest amount of acid are energy drinks, things like Red Bull, Rockstar, Monster Energy, and Five Hour Energy. These energy drinks should be avoided entirely because they are two to five times more acidic than soft drinks or sports drinks. And it's not just the energy drinks. Fruit juices are actually often more acidic than soft drinks. The most important factor is the frequency that you consume the acidic drinks. If you sip them over a period of time, over an hour or more, it's actually even more erosive for your teeth than having one drink in 15 minutes. And this is because when acid drinks or foods enter your mouth, your saliva will slowly neutralize the acid over the next hour, whereas constant sipping doesn't give your saliva a chance to neutralize it. And swishing the liquid back and forth between your cheeks is also the worst because then you're basically acid washing your teeth repeatedly. So what can you do? You can definitely just cut out consumption of all energy drinks, no sipping and no swishing. You can drink water after you consume an acidic drink and never brush your teeth right after an acidic drink or food because it can sometimes increase the potential for erosion. It's best to wait at least an hour before you brush. All right, all right, we are going to take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to chat with our amazing guest. I am super excited to announce the launch of the new destination I created for online programs called Staying Ageless University. At Staying Ageless University, we create epic content to teach you about holistic wellness and transformational healing programs to help you achieve extraordinary longevity. We believe that learning is an essential component of healing and creating lasting change, and every one of our programs are created from protocols that I have tried and tested on clients who have achieved optimal wellness by following them. Our signature programs include Staying Ageless 30 Plus, which is designed to help women 30 plus interested in staying fly till you're 99 or close to it, create lasting healthy rituals, and the all-new Raw Girls Hormonal Balancing Academy for women suffering with fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, cysts, or menopausal symptoms if you're ready to use holistic means to take control of your hormones and get your life back. We also have two new programs that are amazing for New Year's clean starts, Detox Your Life, which includes 30-day plant-based detox, either raw or vegan, and Candida and Parasites Be Gone for those who are ready to kick Candida overgrowth or parasites to the curb for good. Enrollment is now open for three of our programs and we officially launched January 1st, 2021. You can learn more about us and our program offerings at stayingagelessuniversity.com. Hope to see you in class. When I lived in LA, I was at the beach all of the time. (laughs) The beach was my happy place. After going to the beach, I would always stop by this amazing raw food restaurant. They had the most delicious food, burritos, cinnamon rolls. I was obsessed. Fast forward to this year when I wanted to give myself a jumpstart on raw, I discovered that this amazing restaurant that I used to frequent had transitioned to nationwide delivery of fully prepared raw meals. It's called Raw Revolution, and for 20 years, they've been serving the finest and most vibrant living foods meals. They offer a raw box, which includes two fresh pressed juices, four gourmet entrees, four generous sides, and two delicious low glycemic desserts. The raw box is designed to provide one person with about four to five days of lunches and dinners. I also love that the menu changes each week, so there's always lots of variety. I get a lot of inquiries from listeners and clients alike who want to go raw and feel like it's not sustainable time-wise. If this is you, this is an amazing solution to get your raw jumpstart. Head on over to rawvolution.com and use the code RAWGIRL to receive a discount on your first purchase. Today's guest is Nadine Artemis, an innovative aromacologist and author of two books, including Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care, The Complete Guide to Healthy Teeth and Gums. She is the creator of Living Libations, a luxury line of organic, wildcrafted, non-GMO serums, immune-enhancing elixirs, and essential oils for those seeking the purest of the pure botanical, natural health and beauty products on the planet. Her healing creations, along with her concept of renegade beauty, encourage effortlessness, 
askew regimes and inspire people to rethink conventional notions of wellness. Her potent dental serums are used worldwide and provide the purest oral care available. Nadine is a key speaker at health and wellness conferences and a frequent commentator on health and beauty for media outlets. She has received glowing reviews for her work on The Hollywood Reporter, Goop, Vogue, New York Magazine, People, L, Yoga Journal, Natural Health, W Magazine, The New York Times, Los Angeles Times, and National Post. Celebrity fans include Shailene Woodley, Renee Zellweger, Julianne Moore, Carrie Ann Moss, Mandy Moore, and many others. Alanis Morissette described Nadine as a true sense visionary. Fun fact, she opened the first full concept aromatherapy store in North America in Toronto at just 22 years old. Thank you so much, Nadine, for joining us on Staying Ageless. I'm super excited to have you. I'm super happy to be here. So your book changed my life, like literally. Um, That's why I was like so geeked out to have you on the show. The Holistic Dental Care, The Complete Guide to Healthy Teeth and Gums. I was poisoned by mercury. And it's actually like the one major health issue that I've had, like um, that has caused a whole other, you know, realm of problems for me um, health wise. And so that's when I got really, really fascinated because I was, I was deathly afraid of the dentist and just really fascinated with, does anyone have any other theories (laughs) on how to fix this issue? So coming across your book was like a revelation and I really want either you have so much knowledge to share, but I would love you to talk first about what led you to have a personal fascination with oral care. I'm, I'm curious about that. Well, it was about in my early 20s, and I had really just spent the past like four or five years understanding like health and, and skincare and like that there, there was really a whole bunch of other things we could be doing for very common things that can happen, whether it's like a headache or eczema or whatever. So I really felt, you know, and I had already started to formulate my own skincare products and I had opened up North America's first full concept aromatherapy store with all my own formulas and everything. And so I kind of like every part of the body I was getting and I was like, okay, so we'll do this and this, blah, blah, blah. But the teeth was a bit of a like, you know, final frontier. And, you know, being a young woman, I am Canadian. So generally speaking, you have like, you kind of get dental care, I think until you, you know, until you're about a young adult. I had that, but then I was like a a young businesswoman and you don't want to spend the thousand dollars on the dentist. It's not very exciting. And there's a lot of other things to be spending money on, including rent and all that kind of stuff. So there was that, like the hesitancy to go. So there's a bit of neglect and none of us really liked who liked the dentist growing up and that whole thing, every part of it. I'm sure there was some good stories out there, but generally speaking, Nobody's like, yay, <laughs> let's go to the dentist. So there was a lot to figure out. And I and where I was feeling like I knew now what to do if I got a headache or acne or just so many things in my body was like a whole new level of care. But I didn't know what to do with my mouth. Anyway, I did know to go. I found a holistic dentist in Toronto. That's like a big city. That's where you could find them back in the 90s. And um, in retrospect, they weren't that holistic. But the, the hygienist was very uh, interesting. And she was like, look, you can do this and that. And she's like, you have the beginning of a cavity. She's like, go home, make work with all those herbs and plants that you do. Take care of it. Keep it clean. Come back in six months and we'll see if it's still there. And besides like all of that, I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, I just thought like a cavity was a cavity was a cavity. Like, what do you mean? The teeth are like, so it just brought in this concept of like, oh my God, of course the teeth are connected to the every part of our body. I grew up feeling like they were just like, the adult teeth were like just formed sort of stones in the body and that was it. They weren't connected <laughs> to the life force and the like, but the thing is the teeth are alive. You know, they're alive mm-hmm. and they're connected to the body. They're not just like dead little things in your mouth. So, so the good thing is that that also means they're connected up to the body. So they're connected up to like what can rejuvenate the body as well. And so, you know, what, what is that whole system? So at first it was very much just like learning about the ways that I can topically care for my teeth. And I did, I put together what is now known as happy gumdrops, which was this dental serum, which isn't like, which really is like a whole new category of a product. 
It's not like, right. It's like, right. We can take a, you know, like a body oil or a body serum and then make the beautiful natural version. But dental serums didn't really exist. And I just found it so helpful. I was like massaging the gums, getting the gum health back, putting it on the spot, putting along my floss and getting it like those botanicals up in between the gum tissue and between the teeth, which, you know, often didn't get a lot of stimulation. So all those things I was doing, and then I went back and the teeth, the tooth had solidified. And so, the, yeah, and I, then I wow. learned all about cavities and yes, you can get a solidification. The tooth can regenerate. Obviously it depends on a lot of things and a lot to do with nutrition. So if there is an issue going on with the teeth, Yes, there could be sort of a topical neglect, but often it's a sign of the body needing something else. It's saying, hey, we need more D3, K2. We need more time in the sun. We got to get the bones healthy, that kind of thing. But what I didn't learn Hmm. um, at that time, I mean, I learned that, I created the product, but it wasn't until I was researching for, well, it was pre-researching for my book because I was really trying to understand the tooth system. And this is what what inspired me to write my book was seeing that there was, how are the teeth connected to the body other than obviously we can see that. So I started to do a lot of research and one of my favorite dentists, which we're so indebted to, especially regarding mercury, he's really the, the father of, of us knowing that in the States. So in 19, since 1963, he has been warning us against, uh, he, he died um, about five years ago, but Dr. Hal Huggins, has been telling us about mercury not as a poison for the body since 1963. Um, He also had mercury poisoning as well. Anyway, he wrote books on dentistry, but he wrote this small book that I found secondhand because I love, you know, I love finding old books. And it was just called Why Raise Ugly Kids? Because he has, he has a sense, he has a bit of a (laughs) sense of humor. But one of the chapters is all about dental care. And, you know, how, you know, the pre, like prenatal diet is obviously key, <laughs> you know, when the teeth start forming in the womb, all that kind of stuff. And then he had this one paragraph that was like so mind blowing. And that's what set me off on this other course. So he meets Dr. Hal Huggins met up with Dr. Ralph Steinman, who was a dentist in the 50s, mm-hmm. who had severe allergies so extensively that in August of every year, he couldn't practice dentistry because he was so inflamed with allergies. So he would take the month off. But he was reading and he always felt the teeth were systemically connected. And long story short, he cut out all the white foods, you know, white bread, white sugar, white, white, just the processed toxicity of the white foods. And oh, all of a sudden, he didn't have allergies anymore. So he was huh. just fascinated because, again, this is in the 50s. We don't, we're not at all thinking food and health are related, which is amazing to think that we weren't really thinking that deeply about health and food. Anyway, but that made him actually um, kind of give up his practice and go, I got to study this more. So he, he gave up his practice and then started working at a research university. And that was sort of the, how he spent the rest of his years. And he's like, we got to find out how they're connected. So again, long story short, um, he realizes that through using x-ray dye, that upon chewing, you know, things are activated and it takes about six minutes for that to get to the, the juices to get down and the, you know, the food into the stomach. And then that gets processed. And then interestingly, it only takes about, it takes, that takes about six minutes, but then for the, that nutrient to get back up into the tooth, that takes about an hour. Oh, wow. And so the teeth are like trees and they're like the root system is gathering up nutrients from the soil and the teeth roots are gathering up the nutrients in their roots through the blood and then sucking that up into the pulp chamber of the tooth which is where a lot of the chemical magic happens. And then that blood gets fenestrated and becomes lymphatic liquid Wow! that then gets pumped out through odontoblasts, which are like sort of bone pumps. And this lymphatic fluid pumps out onto the surface of the teeth where it's like this microscopic sweat that coalesces with the saliva to nurture the teeth, to nurture that environment. That's what I call the invisible toothbrush. And that's what's making our bodies work. And that's what's making our teeth work. 
that's not a system that's dependent on, you know, Listerine and going to the dentist twice a year, because we've got to always look back to like, what's sort of the design of the body, right? We weren't yeah. born with a toothbrush in our hand. So yeah. what's going on? Because the body was designed to be successful. So it, when we're stressed or sort of having a long, unhealthy time or like stressful periods, like pregnancy, teenageness, you know, hormonal changing times, we start to suck. So that system gets reversed. So that system that pulls nutrients into the tooth, it actually get, can stagnate. So it's a dentinal lymph system. And that's what Dr. Hal Huggins was speaking to about Steinman was he, there was like the discovery of a dentinal lymph system. And that literally blows out all things that we've, you know, learned about dentistry in the previous hundred years. Um, and so that, so that system, which is so key to bringing nutrients to the tooth, if it were stressed or poor health, it will stagnate. And so then no nutrients are coming up. Now, if that progresses and is prolonged, that system actually reverses. So it's not even just stagnant. And now the tooth becomes like a straw. And it's sucking into the tooth from the oral environment, fungus, bacteria, viruses. And then that is actually the genesis of a cavity. And that's the system that we want to keep happy. And of course, it's really a chemical system like most things in the body. So Dr. Ralph Steinman was like, well, what's the switch for all of this? Then he partnered with an endocrinologist, Dr. John Leonora. And then together they did like another thousand studies. Of, so, of course, they discovered that the chemicals messaging system comes from the hypothalamus. And then it's sending, uh, you know, the, so when we're chewing, message, there's a parotid gland uh, sort of by the jaw. And that's, of course, sending messages up to the hypothalamus. And then the hypothalamus is triggering that whole dentinal lymphatic system. So yes, teeth are connected to the body and the brain and the endocrine system and the digestive system and our reflection even of the gut microbiome. So amazing. <laughs> that, was like, that was like 10 of my questions in one. Really great. Amazing. Okay, good. good. So we talk about the dentinal fluid and how when it reverses everything, that's when cavities can happen. How does that how does the dentinal fluid and the micro, like, can you explain the oral microbiome is the dentinal fluid is a key component of the oral microbiome along with the saliva. Is it all of those things together or when the dentinal fluid reverses is the oral microbiome all of a sudden now going downhill? That's a good question. I would say, okay, in the scheme of like the tooth and well, obviously I say the tooth, but we mean every tooth, teeth, whatever. The whole tooth thing, the dentineal fluid is like major and kind of the whole thing. Now, if then we look at the whole mouth and we're looking at the whole environment, um, it's all interrelated, but it's like the microbiome is actually even a little bit more broader. You know what I mean? And if that lymph system's going off, well, the microbiome's probably off because for that system to go off, you know, it's got to be stress, high sugar. So again, it's not about, it's not really about the soda pop and the sugar and the acid sitting on the teeth so much as that soda pop. I don't even know if that's what people <laughs> call it, but you know what I'm saying? Pop soda, I don't know what it, you know, the, that soda moving through the body, acidifying the system and um, depleting minerals and adding sugar to the bloodstream. You know, that's why the soda is not good. <laughs> Right. Okay. So, so knowing that it's like, so yeah, if you've got a situation where the tooth lymphatic system isn't happy, then probably the oral microbiome's off because the whole thing's probably off, but definitely the gut microbiome, the oral microbiome are very much connected. And if we want to just focus on the oral microbiome for a moment, you, you definitely, it's like, you know, it's kind of like a little ocean in there. Your saliva should be creating a sea of alkalinity. And so you can test your saliva with pH paper and, you know, you want to have it on the side of alkalinity. And so if it isn't, you know, there's deeper dietary things to look at, but you can really right away start getting an alkaline environment by swishing with baking soda. So just putting a pinch of baking soda in water or even a pinch of sea salt or both. Mm. And if you've really got to turn things around, then you could just have that little pinch of baking soda and water every mm -hmm. time after you eat. 
So just swishing and, and spitting out. That's also a really good thing for kids to do because um, kids aren't the greatest brushers. And so if you can get them to swish and spit, a lot of the work is done because again, creating the good, there's the issue of plaque, but again, you want to just creating like a happy environment for the gums and teeth and tongue to be in is a lot of the strategy. How much do the dental products that we're used to contribute or um, not contribute to alkalinity? Are most of them, I mean, we, we know Listerine and we have toothpaste with fluoride in it. There's all these products. What are they actually doing to our oral microbiome? That's a great question. You know, it, yeah, we'd have to look at individual things to really check the alkalinity and stuff, but I don't think Listerine would have any kind of alkalinity Anything that would have any commercial toothpaste that has any kind of baking soda in it would have the alkalinity because baking soda is super alkaline. But that being said, I mean, just, uh, and of course, I make uh, these amazing dental care products and all kinds, but you don't have, like, if you just, because again, I don't want people to have to be dependent on what I make. So we've got that option, but literally, if you just got a pound of baking soda, that would last you for years. And if all you ever did was brush your teeth with baking soda, a pinch of baking soda for the rest of your life, your mouth and your teeth would be far, far better off than using any commercial mouthwash or toothpaste. Mm. So just know that and know like you can literally start right away, right now, and just turning things around for your mouth. What other things they can do to contribute? Well, there's like, you know, triclosan is in toothpaste, which is just... It's kind of like an antibiotic and it's very uh, toxic to aquatic ecosystems, which I feel like our bodies really are an aquatic ecosystem. And triclosan has been removed from hand sanitizers now because they discovered it actually makes us more vulnerable to superbugs because it's messing with the microbiome. But it's still allowed in toothpaste, which is just phenomenal. Then there's also things like um, sodium lauryl sulfate in toothpaste, which is causing it causes bleeding and receding gums this is wow. like which is like a huge issue for the population of the planet wow yeah that's a lot of stuff so i think your i think your book is the first time i had heard about using essential oils for oral care and i love it i love essential oils i'm obsessed um <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about uh, w- essential oils that have been used historically for oral care which ones you like and what exactly they're doing that's beneficial Yes well yeah and when i was formulating of course i was drawn to use in oral in my oral care formulations in the dental serums toothpaste and stuff we also have an ozonated gum gel all of those it's like really working with it's various cultures, but, you know, transhistorically, these have been used for oral care. So that's like plants like frankincense, myrrh, uh, Australian aboriginals using tea tree, rose auto, peppermint, cardamom, you know, all, clove, cinnamon, all these great herbs and essential oil distillate. So I was working with those for their historical use of, of helping to rejuvenate gums. Um, you know, clove has, has had a huge historical use for gum, for pain and tooth pain and all that kind of stuff. And then also I, I know that they're all to varying degrees, antifungal, antiviral, anti-inflammatory and antibacterial, which are all things that we want to do in the mouth. So I'm formulating with those. But then what I'm also loving is that in the past 10 years, we've also had just so much research and science into the microbiome. So then um, studying that it's so fascinating because you can, um, we can now find out so much about this union of using these historically used plants for oral care with modern science. And what we're finding out is they, the essential oils are so the plant ally for our mouths because they're able to do something called QSI, which is quorum sensing inhibitors. which is like, why do we care about that? It's so important because normally, so again, with our mouths, we're trying to have a balance between pathogenic bacteria and friendly bacteria. And it's pathogenic bacteria that start causing inflammation or cavities, that kind of thing. And normally, even even for health, it's like, 
in our bodies, we now know there's like billions of bacteria that are there to keep our health in balance, our hormones in balance, our digestion in balance, our bodies in balance. And then when pathogens come in, that's the beginning of, of you know, a, something, some imbalance in the body. And there's always going to be pathogens in our body. But, you know, when the environment then, when they can start to gain traction and they can start sort of grouping up, that's, that's quorum sensing. So they're able to then get together in a group, be stronger, and then they're able to express their genes and then create havoc in the body. So what, ascent, what QSI does, quorum sensing inhibitors, which essential oils, are able to clean up, tidy up the pathogenic bacteria, but at the same time, they're able to work cooperatively with the beneficial bacteria. So literally, this is like, we need that kind of intelligence, discernment, you know, that kind of discernment in our bodies, because we're now at sort of peak antibiotic resistance as globally, because they've been overused. So now antibiotics are less effective. We don't have things that can bust through biofilms. And also antibiotics are indiscriminate. They're kind of like, let's, we're going to go in there. We're going to kill it all. It's sort of this scorched earth policy on germs. Mm. Whereas things like the essential oils that are able to do QSI, they're able to have that discernment where they're cleaning up the pathogens, but caring for the beneficial bacteria. And if that ain't just the medicine we need on many levels right now. Right. Um, So even to the extent like um, in European farming, they know antibiotic resistance is a thing. And so they've actually introduced essential oil f- to the feed. And it's it's working like an antibiotic did, but in a better way, because the health isn't compromised. And all the microbiomes of the animals aren't just having the species wiped out from overuse of antibiotics that is eventually showing up in our food supply. And then we're drinking milk with like allowable allow- limits of triclosite. Triclis- Triclosite, you know the one, triclosan. And, yeah. you know, and that's actually an antibiotic that really does wreak havoc on the teeth. So there's a whole little system, you know, that we got to like step back and just really see. So if we start eating the right foods, hopefully we're eating in a way that we don't cause our dental fluid to reverse. So we're not eating processed foods. We're not eating too many starches, all that stuff. We're not eating. I don't know. There's the whole, obviously the sugar myth, but um, I think you already kind of debunked that. If we're Mm -hmm. not doing that and we're kind of going the holistic route, because we have to earn, learn all these things. Sometimes it's like, what are the steps I need to take every single day to take care of my teeth? Like, what are the essential things that I really actually do need to do? On my end, I do oil pulling now. I do, I floss with essential oils. I do tongue scraping and different things, but are there certain things that you're like, this is mandatory? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a great question. And actually, um, before I even published the book, I developed these eight steps and these eight steps you can do every day, twice a day. You know, sometimes you can do them slowly. Sometimes you can rush through them, but really if you commit to that for like three months, you know, and hopefully it'll be longer, but you can really turn your mouth around and usually most people are just so encouraged by the progress that they keep going and it becomes a new way because it's effective. You're getting somewhere, you know, and people are showing up the dentist sort of with better report cards at the end of it, which is happy for everybody. So, yeah, and the steps include, I don't know if I always have them like right out of the top of my head, but there's the swishing. Yeah, oil pulling you can do either before or after your whole oral thing. I like to do it after because then you're working with a cleaner mouth sort of going in deeper but you can start with a rinse so that's the baking soda or salt water thing we usually just make up a big mason jar have a few little shot glasses in the bathroom and then each family member has their own shot glass and then um then you want a tongue scrape it'll be probably like you know anywhere from one to five times and it'll probably be less and less as the months progress and that gets rid of all the plaque and stuff off your the back of your tongue and then there is um, first brushing with a manual brush and you're really going right up into the top of the gum line where it meets the cheek. And then you're brushing down. We're always brushing gum towards teeth and you'll, you can get faster at that, but it's a little bit of a relearn it's not back and forth because that is, is making the gum line recede. And that 
Eric, the line with the gum and the teeth meet is so precious. And it's also where a lot of havoc begins. That's the receding gum lines. We need the gums to be like nice turtlenecks around each teeth. We don't want them receding into like a cowl neck situation. So you really want to brush carefully. And then the next phase is with an electric toothbrush. And we actually just got, it's taken a few years, but we finally have an electric toothbrush. It has zero EMFs. And it's got a very special angle and there's different um, heads for morning and night to get the different angles. And it's like removes plaque, like amazing. So the, the electric also, and I've also recommended before, just like a little oral B one, it's like $25 little round head. So you're getting to different parts of the teeth that your manual isn't. And then the electric toothbrush phase is where you're really focusing on polishing the teeth. The first phase is really about stimulating and brushing those gums. And then you're doing the teeth and then, and of course you're using either like baking soda as your toothpaste, the dental serum, our toothpaste, um, and the dental serum can just be one drop and a little smidge of toothpaste. Even our toothpaste, you're really using less of because they're so concentrated. You don't need a lot. And then it's flossing and you're going to take that dental serum or the ozonated gum gel and just put a drop along the floss. And then you want to floss twice. And you'll know why the second time. There's like a whole bunch more stuff that usually comes out for people, especially in those beginning months. And then um, after that, you can rinse again. And then you're just going to put a drop of the dental serum or the ozonated gel if you have gum issues. And you're going to massage that along the gum line. And then if anybody's got really tricky areas or receding gum lines, we have these syringes that are blunt tipped. And you can use like a a 3% hydrogen peroxide rinse. You can add a dental serum to that. You could do an alkalinizing baking soda rinse. There's lots of suggestions on our website. And then you would just flush out. It's kind of like a tiny microscopic water pick that you're Mm. also really able to direct and get under the gum line. And then I think that's the eight steps. And then after (laughs) that, you can then you could do your oil rinsing. I mean, your oil pulling if you want which is a great awesome. way to really whiten the teeth. Have you found your teeth get got more white since you've been oil pulling? Oh, yes, definitely. There was a market <laughs> difference. There was a market difference. And, and for me, it was also like, how do I get my teeth? Most people find that they do get increased, like just, I find, yeah, there's like glowing teeth after. Yeah. And also, you know, I wasn't interested in doing bleaching or any, any of those treatments. And I don't, I don't actually really know, but I'm assuming that that's actually probably very detrimental for your teeth. Yeah. In short, I mean, it's a type, like it's bleaching and it's weakening Mm. the enamel, which makes a bit of a catch 22 because it'll just, you'll have weaker yellowed enamel more easily as the years go by. That makes sense. You know? That's no fun. And really the whiteness of the tooth is actually coming from inside the tooth. It's really reflecting the health of the pulp chamber. So really, yeah, being plump in fat soluble vitamins, because the enamel is actually like kind of transparent, like a window. So also if you, if you know people that had like a poor diet um, and well, or you can tell by the teeth, because if you see a gray glassy teeth, that's often a sign that, you know, then there's not enough nutrients in the body and the pulp chamber is not getting those fat soluble nutrients. That makes sense. Wow. Okay. You mentioned, you mentioned hydrogen peroxide is what is the best or what are the ways that you can use hydrogen peroxide for oral care? Yes, I use it. I say, you know, you want to use it, um, like just keep it in your thing, but it's not a daily thing I find. I mean, sometimes if people have like a really crazy bacterial infection or something, it might come in handy, but it can be a bit astringent for the gums. So I like to save it for like a one one to three times a month thing. Mm. And you can simply just do rinse with the 3% uh, situation. You can, um, you can definitely use it all the time. You put your, we'll do like have moments with our toothbrush where we'll just dip it in there overnight. Uh, you know, and just get like, have it clean sort of once a month, like a deeper clean. Um, but what you can, and then you can also just sort of dip it in a 3% solution and then put your bath, um, toothpaste on top or, or a pinch of baking soda. And that way, you know, you can kind of do more of a, like a kind of whitening focusing brush. Um, but again, you know, rinse the mouth after and then do another rinse with baking soda. And that will help uh, the astringency be less astringent of the 
hydrogen peroxide. And another fun thing you can do is in a little jar, take about a tablespoon of baking soda and then put about a teaspoon or so. It's not an exact formula of hydrogen peroxide. Mix it up a bit. Keep the cap off so the, the water evaporates. And then you kind of have like a hydro, uh, hydrogen peroxide infused um, baking soda paste that you can use like once or twice a month to do a little bit more of a whitening brush. Awesome. Little tip. That's super cool. <laughs> The other question I have, because I'm deathly afraid of the dentist to this day, so your book saved me from having panic attacks <laughs> from going to the dentist, but I'm wondering if you're on the holistic path of taking care of your teeth, and obviously you still want to be a responsible adult and get checked out, um, where would you find a dentist or practitioner that can actually help you and, and understand the principles that you outline in your book? Yes, because most of us do, we do want a good dentist uh, on our team. And a lot of us have to actually clear up a lot of the past. So it's maybe great that we've got these steps going forward, but maybe there's some old dental work that might need cleaning up. So it is really great if you can find a good biological holistic dentist that you know that, that you can partner with in your oral health and they're not going to be challenging you. Um, when you want, you know, things to be like minimally invasive or there's chemicals that you don't want to use. So because um, why add that extra layer of struggle? So there's a number of great dentists out there. And um, there's also some great organizations, which I don't rem- have the full name of them. But there's a biological dental association and there's uh, another one. But anyway, we have all that information on our site and we give it. So I encourage email us wherever you are in the world, and we'll do our best to like, at least set you up with resources. Or definitely in the States and Canada, we actually know some specific de- de- dentists in certain areas. Like my absolute favorite is in Texas. Oh, and cool. people fly all over the world to see him because he really is that amazing. And so it's very key that you have a good dentist. You know, maybe you're not seeing them every year because your oral health is going to be in such great shape. But you and your you and your dentist will know. You'll be like, oh yeah, you're good for like coming every two years. Or maybe it's just all good, and you've just got that holistic hygienist at the office that you're seeing once a year, and she's keeping an eye on things. And then go, oh yeah, you can keep going without seeing the dentist. So that's you really want to work with people that you trust. You know, they're not just like having fun billing you because you have insurance, but you're making you know real decisions together. Because and I talk about this in Renegade Beauty. I have a pretty pretty deep dental chapter there as well. And, uh, I follow the two, I look at two journalists that one journalist went across Canada and went to 20 dentists and one journalist went across the States and went to 50 dentists (laughs) and all 20 dentists, all 50 dentists had totally different treatment protocols ranging from, you know, $500 to $36,000. Wow. Some of them saw cavities. Some of them didn't, some of them needed, you know, 20 teeth removed. Some of them needed one. What? And many of them missed the actual problem. Interestingly, they actually, the two journalists had pretty much the same problem. They had an old crown that needed to be replaced. Wow. So you got to work with a good dentist. You know, well, actually it was interesting because then the American Dental Association was asked what they thought about this article. I think it was written in the 90s. And they just said, well, they said their response was, well, Dental health is an art and a science. Huh. And it's like, well, now it's convenient to say that, I guess. Because <laughs> all the other times it's just, it's just, you know, we just think it's like x-rays and black and white. And they're this, you know, clearly if it's an x-ray, everybody's seeing the same thing. And it's just mm. a very good example of how you can take one x-ray to 50 different professionals and get 50 different opinions. Wow. I might need that referral for the dentist in Houston <laughs> that you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's it, yeah, Marble Falls. It's Dr. Nunnally. Okay, awesome. This has been a really amazing interview. I feel like I could talk to you for like two hours, but I won't do that. I won't take up all your time. Oh, yeah. So you have Renegade Beauty and you also have um, Holistic Dental Care, The Complete Guide to Healthy Teeth and Gums. Where can people find you online and also pick up your amazing holistic products? Oh, thanks. Well, everything can be found at livinglibations.com. 
And uh, I know my books are are there and wherever books are sold, they're also on Audible. There's two Audible versions. And then you can also find us on Instagram at Living Libations Official and also my own Instagram at Nadine Artemis Official. Thank you so much, Nadine. For anyone listening, please, please, please go get her book like yesterday. Like it really, (laughs) you need it. Um, Actually, Nadine, like really quick, one last question. What would you say what would you say is the the biggest link between our oral health and longevity because we're on this show we're concerned with staying ageless, looking fabulous, feeling great but also just having good health well into our 70s and plus if we can. Well with the with there's so many answers to that but specifically with the oral care is really just doing those simple eight steps because it's going to keep the bacterial balance, the bacteria balance, the microbiome balance. And it's when the bacteria from our mouths and the whole oral microbiome get imbalanced that the, that, that starts to travel and can create biofilm in other parts of the body. Mm. And so like bacteria, the plaque can be found in heart and lungs and brain plaque. So um, there's a bacterial plaque that's been found to be like related to Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. You know, so there's a lot there. So really we want to, again, foster that beautiful beneficial bacteria, and then just have systems in the body that keep the pathogens in check. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nadine. Thank you. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know by now that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients and 46 antioxidants, and every part of the amazing plant can be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face twice a day, and then I also use Moringa powder to add to my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from an amazing company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part? Every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. Yes, child, to date they have planted over 2 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit TrueMoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of TheRawGirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, it's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is slide up in my DMs on Instagram at therawgirl or contact me via my website therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Aria via Instagram who says, I'm new to essential oils. Where do I get started? Hi, Aria. Thanks so much for reaching out. Great question. I absolutely love, love, love essential oils, and I actually use them for almost everything. For those who don't know, essential oils are concentrated botanical extracts or substances from all parts of plants, including the stems, barks, flowers, that are potent and have medicinal properties. From flossing with the oils to using a mouthwash with essential oils to adding it to my daily moisturizing oil for my face or body to diffusing oils to relieve anxiety to help with sleep. I also use them for bruises or burns. I add them to hair care products and I even use them as hand sanitizer. There are so many ways to use essential oils that it actually can feel overwhelming at the beginning. The best place to start with essential oils is to really learn more about them and purchase a few of the classic ones and just start experimenting. 
I have a presentation we will link in the show notes for you on the healing power of essential oils and aromatherapy that will go into the history a little bit more and a lot of the potential uses that you can watch for free. From there, you can find a good quality brand or even experiment with some lower level, decent quality brands that you can find on Amazon or health food stores like Moms or Whole Foods. You could start with a few basic ones, anywhere from three to five, and just start to get used to working with them. Things like peppermint, tea tree, lavender, lemon, eucalyptus, oregano, rosemary, frankincense, or very simple blends. And be sure that you use a carrier oil if you're applying directly to your skin. The carrier oil will include things like almond, grapeseed, coconut, apricot, castor, grapeseed, jojoba, olive, sesame, macadamia, hazelnut, neem. I hope this helps you. I hope that today's episode gave you some insights on how you can upgrade your oral routine and maintain healthy teeth and gums holistically and get yourself together, child. Um, If you have mercury fillings, if you know you're using things that are outdated based on what you learned today, I really hope that you will upgrade your routine, get rid of that stuff and change your life. Today, I leave you with a quote by our guest, Nadine Artemis, teeth are alive and given the proper environment, they can regenerate. This is why internal factors that nourish the teeth are so important. If you don't feel like you've been paying attention to your oral care routine, remember that it is still a very integral part of longevity and make sure that this week you spend some time thinking about how you can improve it. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at the raw girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit staying ageless show. To watch the interview on video from this and past podcast episodes, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash the rocker.